My name is Mazif Sel, and I am a public speaking and communication skills expert. That in a nutshell, connecting is everything, Tom. I think we all know what it feels like to be stressed. Yeah, I'd say it's an undefined emotion. First of all, I asked them, what is fear? You know, fear mm -hmm. is false evidence that appears real. Those are oh. the only two fears that you are born with. The fear of falling and the fear of loud noise. Not always, no, no, I, I know. I don't always love my stress, no. Familiar and even normal, you know, you don't notice how much it's affecting you, even as it takes a heavy toll. I mean, we've realized yeah. that, haven't we, in the social isolation and what we've just gone through with the COVID-19. Yeah. But actually, we need the human connection. It's so important. When most people experience leadership stress, it's not in anticipation of an upcoming challenge. Usually, it's a sense of dread associated with continuously striving to do more with less. That actually, if I feel that I'm getting better and I see that in others as well, I get really excited. You know, there's no medical definition of stress, Tom. And healthcare professionals, they often disagree over whether stress is the cause of a problem or the result. You know, everybody will have a different answer. You ask 10 people, you'll get 10 different answers, Tom. So many health benefits to it. You know, the secret is actually to make sure we have a balance of stress, enough to motivate us, but not so much that we become overwhelmed, anxious. So I listen to my body, first of all. That, that's mm -hmm. how I know that I'm stressed. So when my body's stressed, muscles become tight, and I know that mm -hmm. something just doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. I mean, stress will bring into a variety of, you know, for different people, physical and, and emotional symptoms. Instead of waiting till you get stressed, you're already observing, like noticing, bringing that awareness, having those checks uh, during the day. Um, I'm not sure about motivate, but it certainly alerts me, Tom, to become mm. more aware of the situation and do something about it. And like I said, my first course of action is my inner circle. It's a tribe mm. of people that I trust and I can actually put my guards down. But the next one is exercise. You know, working out regularly is one of the best ways to relax my body and mind. And exercise can provide stress relief for your body while imitating effects of stress, such as the flight or fight response and helping your body and its system practice working together through those effects. That sounds so beautiful, just getting in touch with the body. Yeah. And then uh, getting that support. And that's also one of the problems for some leaders. You're just asking for that support. Yeah. Uh, it's not that thinking about past events is bad. You, you're asking me for an example, but fixating on them leads to harmful health outcomes. And I always tell my clients to be present in the moment. Don't think about the negative emotions in the past or think what will happen in the future. Think about the now. Stress is a choice. You know, as uh, Dalai Lama says, that if a problem is fixable, if a situation is such that you can do something about it, then there is no need to worry. If it's not fixable, then there is no help in worrying. There is no benefit in worrying whatsoever.
welcome to the podcast, uh, Maz, and I would love to, as always, uh, let you introduce yourself. Hi, Tom. Thank you for having me. My name is Maz Ifsel, and I am a public speaking and communication skills expert. I'm the founder of Make a Point, and Make a Point was born through a healthy, healthy blend of passion, frustration, and I'd say curiosity, Tom's ignited by a genuine desire to make a difference. The difference revolves around connecting, not just simply presenting. You know, making a difference is actually what drives us today. You know, a difference to how organizations inspire, influence and engage people through the way that they actually present their ideas and a difference to the way presentation skills are taught and a difference the way in which professionals think about and develop their public speaking skills. And I have a philosophy that I follow that in a nutshell, connecting is everything, Tom. That's a pretty good uh, uh, introduction and uh, sounded a bit rehearsed, but sounded like uh, really well, um, well presented. So oh, that's thanks. what I expected. <laughs> Anyway, uh, my next question is, uh, I'm nothing to add. I just like love the introduction, uh, especially the curiosity part. And um, forgot the word you used, but uh, the thing I loved about uh, that is making a change and impact. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's you what know you that. people. Yeah, mm. with the unprecedented times that we're in, you know, it's really important. Um, how do we make an impact? It isn't just about presenting it's about connecting yeah um and yeah that's why i said it's a difference the way presentation skills are taught and a difference to the way actually in which professionals think about and develop their communication skills and that's why i said that i have a philosophy that connecting is everything so i guess that's already partly the answer to my next question what excites you Okay, yeah. Well, I would say learning. The word learning comes um, to mind. Learning is what excites me the most because when I feel, Tom, that I am learning something and actually I am becoming a better human being every day, that is the core. You know, I could mention a lot of things to you, but the underlining thing is that actually if I feel that I'm getting better and I see that in others as well, I get really excited. I think we're in times where actually it's very easy to become better because there's an abundance of knowledge and tools out there. You actually just need to take them. Would you agree? Definitely, there's so much things. It's just uh, the biggest challenge is actually deciding where to start and actually starting to learn because information is just so abundant. Yeah. And I completely agree with the excitement part uh, just a couple of uh, minutes ago before the podcast I was just uh, surfing the social media and uh, I noticed there was this uh, post from Tony Robbins and reminded me of six basic human needs and growth is uh, one of them and the second is contribution yeah. so yeah the growth and learning is the kind of the same thing and uh, yeah it's crucial yeah no, we need right. it and we enjoy it yeah, yeah, you're right. And one of the first things uh, before we switch this like introduction part is uh, I love to ask people to get on the same page. So, so we're not talking about two different things in a general. Yeah. 
So how would you define stress? What's your definition? I think we all know what it feels like to be stressed. Um, I don't think there's a single person who doesn't know what it's like to feel stressed. But actually, it's not easy to pin down exactly what, what stress means. When we say things like, this is stressful, I'm stressed. You know, we might not be talking about a situation or event that puts pressure on us. For example, times where we have lots to do or, or, or think about, or actually we don't have much control over, um, you know, what's happening. You know, we have situations or events that put pressure on us. For example, like I said, times where we have lots to do and think about or don't have much control over what happens. Our reaction to being placed under pressure, that feeling that we get when we have demands placed on us that we find difficult to cope with, you know, there's no medical definition of stress, Tom. And healthcare professionals, they often disagree over whether stress is the cause of a problem or the result. And if I was to describe the word stress, I would say it's what you feel when you're feeling an emotion that you're actually unable to express. It is an undefined emotion. Yeah, I'd say it's an undefined emotion. I really love how you started out with that. Everyone knows the feeling that we all, we all know it. We all have familiar it. But to, if we have to express it through the words, then this is like where the confusion starts. Yeah. Because uh, we might not be talking about the same thing anymore. Yeah. No. Or like, yeah, it's like really, yeah. Love this uh, pointing out this part, and also how you defined it with the um, inability to express yourself yeah it's a really good definition i love it thank you i mean i must admit i did struggle it is a struggle to explain actually what is stress how do you define it you know everybody will have it a different is, answer you ask 10 people you'll get 10 different answers tom yeah that's why i love to ask this question just to hear, <laughs> hear this uh, abundance and variety of uh, answers and everyone approaches from different angles. It's like hiking. I love hiking and I love to come up with hiking references. Yeah. And same, like you have a mountain peak mm -hmm. and uh, we can go up there probably from a couple of paths. Usually there's mm -hmm. one going up and one going down. Sometimes mm -hmm. there's even more. And uh, each one might be coming up from different angle up there and they might have completely different experience. Yeah, no, you're right. Once we are on the same page and we're kind of like agreeing that uh, what is stress and kind of know what to expect when other talks about stress. Uh, what are your thoughts about my topic, love your stress? Love your stress. Okay, yeah. well, we all experience stress in our lives. Agreed? Yeah. And many of us try to reduce the effects of stress because we think actually stress is bad for us. However, some stress can actually be beneficial or I like how you put it, love your stress. You know, mm -hmm. loving our stress can actually motivate, motivate us to get stuff done. And it also has so many health benefits to it. You know, the secret is actually to make sure we have a balance of stress, enough to motivate us, but not so much that we become overwhelmed 
anxious and we begin to experience detrimental health conditions. You know, in some situations, the effects of stress can be very beneficial. But I'd say obviously it's essential that in a life-threatening situation where we need to run away or defend ourselves, yeah? But it can also boost our motivation and spur us on to get things done. You know, stress hormones can help us be more alert, focused, and actually energetic. When you think about the word stress, it's in fact essential to us human beings. And why do I say that? Why would we get off the couch to study for an exam or complete a work report if we weren't for the effects, if it weren't for the effects of stress? I mean, um, when I was coming onto the podcast and you said that, you know, we're going to talk about the word stress, I, I looked up the, you know, the word stress, what does it mean? And actually it, quite interesting, some of the facts that had come up. Moderate stress improves the cognitive function and studies have shown that a moderate level of stress actually boosts your brain power. And this is because it strengthens the connection between the neurons in the brain. I mean, researchers at the University of Berkeley have found that exposing rats to brief stressful events even make new nerve cells form in their brains. And these brain changes can result in improved memory and a boost in your attention span, helping you to be more productive the secret is, Tom, to try and keep stress levels from becoming too high. Easier said than done sometimes, I know, but that's the key. I love how you did some research and uh, shared this um, uh, specific uh, details about stress, that uh, how it, uh, and I completely agree, and that's how I came up to the, um, this saying, this uh, slogan, love your stress because yeah. i i completely agree and uh, the problem is that sometimes uh, in a, like speaking just person to person uh, we associate stress only the negative part of it so we tend to kind of forget about the good part of it as well that there's this actual benefit and that's why i actually came up with this idea because uh, without stress life gets boring and uh, we actually need some of it to enjoy it yeah. And because it's always going to be there, it's just about what kind of relationship we have it. So, yeah. And uh, I heard you had the same same idea about it. You just express it slightly different words. But uh, basically, the feeling was the same. The feeling was the same. Okay. Yeah, I'm just thinking about love your stress. Do you love your stress? Not always, no, no, I know. I, I don't always love my stress, no. No, sometimes it, it, it's not a nice feeling. Yeah, I'm completely with you here because as, as you said before, the, when, when it motivates you, it's easy to love it. Yeah, However, it's when, it, uh, when it's a bit too much, when you're out of that balance, when you're out of that moderation, you said, um, then it's a bit harder, it's a bit tougher. Yeah, and I think that's why I said the secret is to keep stress levels from becoming too high. But again, yeah. easier said than done, I, I know. Yeah, that's... Um, so actually, um, what, I'm curious, what are you doing when uh, you recognize that you are, you are on those uh, stress levels a bit too high? And what, yeah, what do you usually do? Um, so 
I listen to my body first of all. That that's mm-hmm. how I know that I'm stressed. So when my body's stressed, muscles become tight, and I know that mm-hmm. something just doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. I mean, stress will bring into a variety of you know, for different people, physical and, and emotional symptoms that sometimes are hard to notice if you don't pay attention. I mean, I, I find myself feeling very frazzled and overwhelmed. And then I know actually, Tom, it's time to take action to bring my nervous system back into balance. This way I can protect myself and actually improve how I think and feel. I mean, by learning how to recognize the signs and symptoms of stress and taking steps to reduce its I'd say harmful effects and the most dangerous thing about stress is how easily it creeps up on you sometimes you get used to it you know it starts to feel familiar and even normal you know you don't notice how much it's affecting you even as it takes a heavy toll that's why it's so important to be aware of the common warning signs and symptoms of actually stress overload. You know, your cognitive symptoms include memory problem, inability to concentrate, poor judgment. Like I said, everybody goes through um, a a different experience, but my first course of action is always to connect with a person that I trust. And I talk to them, Tom. The simple act of talking with another human being can trigger hormones that actually relieve stress when you're feeling agitated or um, insecure, even just a brief exchange of kind words or a friendly look from another human being can help calm and soothe your nervous system. So what I'd suggest to our listeners out there is spend time with people who improve your mood and don't let your responsibilities keep you away from actually having a social life. And if you don't have any close relationships or your relationships are the source of your stress, make it a priority to build stronger and more satisfying connections, which I like to call my inner circle. I love how you started already expanding on this uh, question. And uh, I guess the first, uh, and I really love the um, proactive um, mindset you have. And your first course of action is actually um, having this guard up, already observing the body and always being aware. So where I am uh, today? So what are my relationships with stress at the moment? And just having this uh, awareness of self, a body and the reactions you have. So that's actually a really uh, lovely example that um, instead of waiting till you get stress, you're already observing, like noticing, bringing that awareness, like yeah. probably also having those checks uh, during the day. And uh, another thing that uh, I'm usually focusing on the like physical uh, things I could do. Yeah. And it's probably why you answered uh, it's slightly different because you probably already expected that uh, most of the people would go like for a walk or have some kind of uh, physical exercise, meditation, breathing. And instead of talking about these things that we already, everyone knows, how you focused on this talking, uh, having that inner circle, which support group. So, which is not that common, which is also really amazing way of uh, relieving stress Mm -hmm. and really appreciate you bringing up this thing and uh, being so thoughtful 
that uh, yeah skipping the regular things that everyone already knows yeah those small things that uh, maybe just talking to your friend I mean, we've realized yeah. that, haven't we, in the social isolation and what we've just gone through with the COVID-19. Yeah. But actually, we need the human connection. It's so important. Yeah, and that again goes back to your um, the beginning where we we're talking about the connection and uh, what, what was exciting you. And a slightly different uh, twist of the question is what motivates you to manage stress? Okay. <laughs> Um, I'm not sure about motivate, but it certainly alerts me, Tom, to become mm. more aware of the situation and do something about it. And like I said, my first course of action is my inner circle. It's a tribe mm. of people that I trust and I can actually put my guards down. But the next one is exercise. You know, working out regularly is one of the best ways to relax my body and mind. Plus exercise, actually, it helps improve your mood. You know, exercise in any form can act as a stress reliever. Being active can boost your feel-good endorphins and actually distract you from daily worries. Why? Because it pumps up your endorphins. Physical activity helps bump up the production of your brain's feel-good neurotransmitters, which are called endorphins. And although this function is often referred to as a runner's high, any activity, walking, running, tennis, nature hike can contribute to the same feeling. It also reduces the negative effect of stress and exercise can provide stress relief for your body while imitating effects of stress such as the flight or fight response and helping your body and its system practice working together through those effects. And this also leads to a positive effect in your body. Um, actually even your cardiovascular, your digestive and your immune system by helping you protect your body from harmful effects of stress, Tom. Yeah, as you were start, um, started talking about uh, what motivates you and uh, how do you do it, uh, expanding even more the, what you actually do, I just uh, got curious because you started with the COVID situation, how things have changed and you also started the, that circle again. And I was wondering, what, did you have any change between, because uh, before the COVID probably had uh, mostly presential people around you and that was yeah. your inner circle. How much did you notice the change? How much at the moment you have this uh, virtual support and how much you have this presential support? I'm just curious. Um, I've had a lot of virtual support. I'm very, very grateful. And I think because of the pandemic, we were isolated. Um, and the isolation can be really scary. And I built some great contacts in the virtual world who have actually helped me. And like I said, where I'm comfortable in, you know, letting my guards down and be who I am. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually good to note because we're also connecting over the virtual platform, uh, this Zoom call here. And uh, we actually also connected uh, through the LinkedIn platform, yeah. mm -hmm. which is probably also a big part of uh, your support. And yeah, my, my support so network. Than... Yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> I, I call it my tribe. And yeah, it, it is my tribe. They cheer me. They support me. They engage with my content. Um, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them. So I'm grateful. Yeah, it's also a really good motivation when you, you see those people cheering for you 
yeah. in your tribe then it's just uh, okay i have to be i have to be there for them as well so yeah let's pick this yeah. up and because you're uh, working in a um, public speaking sector and you're teaching people to speak i was wondering how are you dealing with the probably one of the most scariest thing people have and which causes quite a lot of stress for a lot of people having this uh, public speech how do you deal with that in your clients first of all i ask them what is fear you know fear mm -hmm. is false evidence that appears real okay and then i tell them that do you know that you were only born with two fears i mean do you know tom that you were only born mm -hmm. with two fears not really what are those which one no, what, what do you think I, i'd like you to guess what do you ah. think they could be two fears um let me think uh, well first things that come to my mind are things that tony robin teaches and one is uh, about uh, not being lovable uh, okay. so, so that's uh, could be some kind of rejection as well okay and so okay well when a baby is born the doctor does two very early checkups it holds the baby and it tilts it mm -hmm. and the baby does this why because it has the fear of falling that's your first mm. fear and the other thing that the doctor does is to check the hearing the doctor claps and the baby gets startled so it has the fear of loud noise those are oh. the only two fears that you are born with the fear of falling and the fear of loud noise any other fear tom that you experience has actually been acquired throughout your life and is often caused by certain events and situations that have marked your mind and emotions in a way that make you feel scared fearful stressed and that's when our body responds with the fight or flight response all of the fears are actually learned most of them in the first six years of our life you know we acquire fears for our own experience behavior of others our first teacher normally being our mother if she lets out a horrified scream at the sight of a spider the young child will probably internalize and adopt the aversion yet if the mother calmly gets hold of this tiny little leggy visitor and transforms him out into nature the offspring is most likely to develop a benign attitude towards the crawlers natural fears tom they're necessary why because they protect us from harm phobias on the other hand they're exaggerated irrational fears that actually impair a person's functioning and at make a point which i'm the founder of we try to reach the core of the fear and work from that you know another way to help manage the fear is breathing techniques relaxation and breathing techniques are invaluable when we try to calm the nerves when we're nervous we often take shallow breath this leads to added anxiety so slowing down our breathing and learning to relax is invaluable you actually didn't know that about uh, those two basic fears and uh, it's quite interesting how we learn to wrap them up like an onion 
Mm -hmm. uh, the how they manifest in all kinds of flavors afterwards. Yeah, fear, fear of uh, falling and fear of uh, loud noises. Loud noise. Yeah, those are the only two fears you're born with. I'm curious uh, about. Uh, do you have any like example of how people connect the fear of uh, these two basic fears with the uh, fear of public speaking? Yeah. So, any... for example, say you were at university and the teachers ask you a question and you put your hand mm -hmm. up okay and you've got the answer wrong everybody's laughed the next time mm -hmm. you probably won't do it because you have the fear that i will get the question wrong rather than believing in yourself again the fear has been instilled in you you've acquired that fear you're not born with it do you see what i mean yeah it's a pretty good point that uh, most of the fears are acquired during your life and it kind of empowers you as well at the same time to wait, I adapted this fear, I learned it. So yeah. that means I can also unlearn, unlearn it. And uh, that, that gives you this sense of empowerment and choice. Yeah, I have actually choice in this. Do I still want to experience it? And how do I react? We have a stress coming up on us and uh, we're not always able to love it. And we're not always able to um, we, we're not always able to motivate ourselves to get over the stress. Sometimes we tolerate a bit too much. And uh, I was thinking, because there's probably some examples you can share us um, about how stress impacts leadership. So the people, when they have this stress, they have a bit more motivation to overcome it. Okay, I heard this fact. Okay, this is how stress impacts me. And this is the uh, effects I can get out of it and uh, that's why I want to get rid of it sooner so I think that's going to be helpful do you have any examples of that um I think as you said stress is recognized worldwide as a major challenge to mm. workers health and well-being but in times of turbulence and uncertainty this burden can be even more difficult to carry especially when you're a leader you know, it's like it's leadership stress and it's most damaging because sometimes it goes unnoticed. Um, when most people experience leadership stress, it's not in anticipation of, of an upcoming challenge. Usually it's a sense of dread associated with continuously striving to do more with less. In many cases, that dread, that dread is magnified by the process of the rumination thinking about the experience from past or in scenarios in the future and attaching negative emotions to them it's not that thinking about past events is bad you you're asking me for an example but fixating on them leads to harmful health outcomes and i always tell my clients to be present in the moment don't think about the negative emotions in the past or think what will happen in the future think about the now you know, the moment. In order to reduce leadership stress and burnout and become more resilient, leaders first have to recognize how much time they're spending, you know, um, ruminating about things that produce no useful outcome. And then the next step is to channel that negative energy into reflection, ruminations, a, a positive flip side, you know, free from past regrets and anxiety about the future. Reflective leaders are better able to succeed 
in the moment, Tom, and prepare for the future. And I always say this to leaders when they come onto my boot camp. Stress is a choice. You know, as uh, Dalai Lama says, that if a problem is fixable, if a situation is such that you can do something about it, then there is no need to worry. If it's not fixable, then there is no help in worrying. There is no benefit in worrying whatsoever. Yeah, I love this quote. Uh, it's uh, quite uh, inspiring because uh, and because of our memories uh, and how our brain works. Sometimes it's like uh, when, especially under the stress, uh, the things you don't repeat to yourself uh, enough, you tend to forget them. And we have to have some kind of mantras or some kind of uh, yeah. things we repeat ourselves. And these kind of quotes, which we always keep on repeating, they help us to be prepared uh, to when the battle comes, then we're ready to face it. And uh, I lost my train of thought. And uh, yeah, it's, it's gone. It doesn't matter. And uh, I think that was the that was it. The leaders yeah. uh, they should um, they should have this presence. That's also actually one of the things I love to remind myself: be present, Tom's. Be present, and uh, that's also one of my mantras that I love dearly. And uh, I also like that you also mentioned it as well. Uh, and being present, not worrying about the past, and focusing what you can change. Or you, if you cannot change, then why worry? And the rumination yeah. as well. And to just to round this um, podcast up, uh, do you have any takeaways? Like maybe maybe from your preparation, because you did some preparation uh, before. Uh, like maybe you discovered it not in this uh, conversation here. Maybe you discovered it as you were doing this research before. So what would be your one takeaway from this interview? Um. I think my one would be that how do you, you ask me, how do you recognize that you're stressed and what, mm. what's your best course of action? Um, I knew this, but again, it was an affirmation to listen to my body. And that, that's so important, especially in the challenging times that we're in, that actually when I am feeling frazzled and overwhelmed, you know, exercise isn't the first thing that I want to go to for a walk. It's actually relying on, on my inner circle, on the people that I, that I trust. Um, and yeah, that, I think that will be my, my, my key takeaway that when I am overwhelmed and anxious and, you know, in that situation that I go to that go-to person that, that I can trust and offload on. Yeah, that sounds so beautiful. Just getting in touch with the body Yeah. and then, uh, getting that support. And that's also one of the problems for some leaders is just asking for that support yeah. uh, and uh, just being there and, uh, before we go uh, go away and before we finish this podcast i always love to ask uh, interviewees do you have any referrals for me like would you recommend someone for as a next guest for me yeah i think i would uh, recommend as a rabani mm. Um, I think it would be great to talk on the subject of stress because uh, he's gone through adversity himself. So, yeah, I think it would be quite insightful 
having him on. Okay, uh, thank you very much for joining this thank discussion. Uh, actually, interview because I was not talking that much. Uh, <laughs> I, I was mostly interviewing and asking questions. Thank you for coming. Thank you for recommendation. And uh, love your stress. <laughs> no, thank you for having me. Tom, am I okay to take a picture of both of us that I can share on LinkedIn? Yes. We'll probably do it next You're week. Okay. But yeah, I'm going to do yeah. it. Okay, so smile. Take a minute. <laughs> okay, thank awesome. you very much, thank Tom. You. Thank you, yeah. Tom. Yeah, thank you. Take care. Um, Bye. Take Bye. care. Yeah. Bye. Bye.